Hey guys, I'm Karen. And I'm Chris. And welcome back to another episode of Swinging Along. Fuck, I always think to check it before I do this now. I don't know what episode it is. I have no idea. It's in the 30s. (laughs) That's all I know. So yeah, I know it's been a long time, like probably like what, almost three weeks since our last recording. And what's funny is, is we had started recording about that time frame like three weeks ago and in the middle of the recording I kind of had to stop because I felt myself going from like zero to negative five <laughs> in like minutes and I ended up actually catching the flu so we've had a bout of sickness going on in our household yeah that was that was this last week um, no, but uh, no. Oh, then maybe it was last yeah, we were we were yeah, recording. We were I'm sorry. This episode should have been out a week and a half ago. <laughs> yes. Um. And, and then I just started getting sick, and and then I was trying to push through. I didn't sound too good. Yeah, we played it back, and you really could tell that you were sick, and it, we weren't going to put that out. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so. and then I spent three days on my deathbed. But I will say you are the trooper, though, because you. Sorry, I got. I came down with it on Wednesday. The day before Valentine's Day, and then you push through on Valentine's Day, which I feel like whatever life force is out there was in your favor, because we end up going down to Atlantic City, and fucking luck be a lady was on your side that night. No, it was probably the best I've ever done not playing poker. Right. And however, I probably got half of Atlantic City sick. (laughs) Well, I mean, we did... What's so funny is we spent... um, you know, our time at the roulette table, and not only did we meet a really, really hot blonde who oh was God, there, she was smoking. but then the second hot blonde that came up with the really gorgeous boyfriend hung out with us for like three hours at the table, and I started talking about the podcast and the lifestyle, and, you know, we're going to make an episode of some of her questions, because it was probably the first time I encountered a vanilla person that was a stranger that was so open-minded like she there was no judgment she was just like and in the end she didn't even say it wasn't for her and her boyfriend she was just very like in awe and she even said she goes i got that vibe though yeah but she i she even said at the end because she she kind of stopped gambling and he was he was doing enough gambling for the both of them but um they were all they were really good you know, talking and everything like that. And uh, she was, she was, her wine kept coming. The cocktail waitress kept bringing her wine. I, I saw her fading fast and fast. And uh, in the end there, she was like, I, I thank you so much because I honestly didn't think this lifestyle uh, actually was a real thing. You think of swingers and you think of like the 1970s and orgies and stuff like that. No, absolutely. And it, we actually probably uh, helped her friend out because she had a friend that, um, kind of travels down that road but i don't think she understands the lifestyle and now she can educate her and say is this something you're interested in because of the way she lives her life currently it might be a better suited lifestyle for her in general um no they were cool people um actually we left them and we went to get a drink i think well that was the first time, yeah, yeah first we, time. we left them. They, and the, the boyfriend apparently was doing really well or whatever. Yeah. The, the boyfriend, yep, because they were talking about that. Cause yeah. I put a ring on it in like a year. And, <laughs> and she was like, it has been four right, years four for them. Years. But that also brought a topic that there's different types of relationships and that we, we, t- we talked about everything, but we left them the first time and we went and, and, you know, um, 
went to go get a drink and then you played the money wheel for a little bit. You were hot on that. And you were like, God, let's go back to the roulette table. <laughs> no, absolutely. We went and got the drink and we stopped the money wheel and I won another 180. And we were like, let's. Let's go do it again. Let's go have fun. And we got one back there and they were still there and he did well. And then he gave it all back. <laughs> yeah. we. I was like, hmm, that's going to be an interesting hotel room when they go back there because. Yeah. I don't know. She didn't look too pleased. And neither did he. And I'm just like, oh, I, I felt so I, bad. He was, he did well enough that he was betting $25 chips. In stacks. But he was bet, <laughs> like, I, listen, I don't care how well I do. I'm still going to stay in my comfort zone. Uh, yeah. Like if I'm, I don't mind betting the 25, but even if I'm up like 400, I'm probably still going to bet 25, maybe 50 at the most. Yeah. Well, we actually had something happen for the first time ever where we had a number hit and we, it was so odd how we went about that number because there was a really cool guy that we were talking to and he just randomly was like, he brought up how it hasn't come out yet. How number 35 hasn't come out yet. And then you looked at him <laughs> and you kind of gave him the death stares, but not in a mean way. You were like, don't tell him that. <laughs> yeah, and then you ended up putting like the minimum bet down. Yeah. I put like a part of the minimum because you can spread the minimum through a yeah, bunch I think of you numbers. Had a dollar on it. Yeah, I, I was definitely not a high risk taker on no, that number. No, I had three and he had five. And I was not even expecting it to come out. And all of a sudden, I think there was one other person that threw some down too. Yeah, there were four of us. And all of a sudden, she said it, and I was like, "What? I, I've never had a number hit." I thought they were fucking with me. <laughs> I know. I couldn't see the wheel. <laughs> I just thought somebody was fucking kidding. <laughs> Apparently it came out. But no, it was definitely, uh, it was not a romantic Valentine's Day that we had, but it was something that you ended up coming for a ride for me for work. I had to go up to North Jersey for a hearing and handled that. We, we, came, had, we had lunch. We had lunch and we were like, you know, you had, you had a plan for Valentine's Day. And then I was like, let's just go have fun. Yes. I was going to surprise you at work with, you know, some flowers and some lunch and maybe a, and a bottle of wine <laughs> and you're oh, like yeah. um you want to go to ac and i'm like you sure you want this because <laughs> i did have something planned and i want credit for that <laughs> yeah so i gave you the credit for it but um no we've got we had that we had a you know fun fun time there we're gonna actually talk about our original thing before that let's take our our shots of our fireball that we have so cheers, cheers to you no it was a really good night it was different um i like to think that we live a different life anyway, so why do you always have to do the typical romantic thing because it's February 14th when we do romantic things for each other all the time? Yes, and yeah, we're big on romance, and now it's time for you to take your shots. So, um, we're big on romance, and we do the, the sporadic uh, nights in the city where we – I feel like you have to um, take swinging out of your relationship sometimes you have to just focus on you two you have to make it just about you um which you and i still tend to check other people out and make comments when we're out and about but it's nice to take a little bit of a break because sometimes it can be such a such a sensory overload with swinging or poly or if you're doing the hot wife thing and all these different kinks or anything sometimes it's nice to just chill and relax have a nice romantic date with you i mean this past weekend on friday i was so exhausted from we went out to you know atlantic city and i was coming back from being sick you were sick and we literally binge watched like three or four movies on the couch ordered food and just chilled out and it was a really cute and fun time so i was happy about that that's good. I'm glad you are. I was. I like the chill. I mean, like, like I agree with you. Like, um, like so Thursday, it was going to be about us no matter what. 
But I do like that we have the relationship that there's no, like, there's no getting mad over dumb things. Like, obviously, when we were at the roulette table, that first girl that walked up was smoking hot. And you can't help but point that out. Well, I didn't have time to point it out because I will say, whether it's this podcast and the people we've interacted with or you're coming into your own, you've always been the more shyer one of us. Like, I'm usually the initiator for, especially with couples or whatnot. You didn't even give me a look. I will turn that off. <laughs> you you gave me, You didn't even look, give me a look. You were looking right at her. You're like, well, hey there. You started talking to her. <laughs> you initiated she, she it. She was the one smacking me, right? Not, yeah. Not in that kind of way. No, she was like the, flirty chatting. She was trying there. to get us to come to boogie nights, the, da- yeah, the dance club. Yeah, she wanted to come to the club. Yeah. But we were so, it was such a sporadic time that I think I was even uncomfortable in my dress. Because I had a hoodie on. I mean. We were literally just going down for a chill jeans, night. Yeah. A How, we got a, a hotel room last minute because we weren't even expecting to stay down there for well, the night. No, after we won some money though, we were like, why not keep going? <laughs> but no, like she was really hot and I like that it's like, hey, I'm sorry. I know this is like our time, romantic time, but I can't help it. She's gorgeous. I, and you're like, I even, know, you don't have to tell me. <laughs> I think every man and woman was looking at her and she stood right next to us and we were like, winners. <laughs> but you know what? And But we still make it about each other still because that's just how we were and we made it about ourselves that night. And yeah. I mean, uh, we didn't go home with anybody. We went home with each other. Well, I'm sorry. Went back to our hotel room with each other. Yes. Um, but yeah, so when we were recording, we were going to work. We're there. Tongue tied today. Um, we were going to talk about the whole um, sex club, you know, thing that we did uh, two weekends ago. Uh, we have another kinky weekend planned this weekend. I would say kinky. uh in a sense that I mean, we we already made uh, VIP arrangements at the strip club in in Philly that we're gonna go to for the first time together uh, at that strip club. The last time we went, we didn't have a good experience at that one, and it's it's the classiest one around here. Yeah, but it's been years. So it's been years, I'm, and plus I made VIP arrangements, so I'm hoping it gets different. <laughs> but you know, we're debating about going back to the club, and we're going down to AC, and I would like to try, you know. Uh, see what it's like to go to Saints and Centers in AC during the winter time. Uh, we go during the summertime with their pool parties and stuff, but it'd be nice to see the crowd that's down there in the winter. But um, so the last weekend, two weekends ago, um, we did the Saints and Sinners newbie meet and greet that they have. Basically, it's from like 9 to 11, and then, of course, the rest of the club goes is open till 4 a.m. But from 9 to 11, uh, new people who are either new to the swinger lifestyle or new to just going to a club, um, it's a more very relaxed environment. They give you tours. You can talk to experienced uh, swingers. There's a, there's a Q&A session if you want. The bartenders are even educating. I mean, we want, we listen to the bartender educate the two newbies that were next to us. We went up to get our drinks on, on uh, hedonism. The, the yeah, I know well, the way you're looking at me I no, thought I said I'm, I'm just no they she was telling them all about that and she also mentioned desire and thing and that you know all, all those different type of resorts and um I think even the nude beach in New Jersey got got brought up where you can do the topless or whatnot yeah. um in, in North Jersey so we we get there and and mind you I we knew we were doing this for like a week and I did not properly plan from leaving from work, (laughs) having to go run the necessary errands for work because my boss was out of town. I had to go make a whole bunch of deposits for him after work and whatnot. 
meet up with you. We had to go grab dinner. It's a BYOB, the club. We had to make sure we stopped at the liquor store before they closed. And I had absolutely nothing to wear. Funny story about that. So I drop her off at a store to find something to wear. And she's like, let's make this easier on ourselves. Baby, you go run down, grab a bottle. And I'm going to go walk around the store and look for what I want. I'm sure I'll find something. And then come back and get me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sure. That's a great idea. Listen, I love hanging out with my wife. I'm up her butt all the time. But we're grownups. We can go do separate things to get things done quicker. Yeah, I'm also, I'm going to put it out there. I'm probably the most annoying shopper because I look at everything. Well, you grab 35 items and you end up buying one of that. <laughs> But I also look at everything. So it is difficult for me to run in, especially when it, first of all, I'm just going to pull the female card here. When you're going to be going to a club or a bar or nightlife event, but especially a swinger sex club, you want to feel your absolute best. Well, I wanted to wear, you know, something and I had lost, I've lost some weight. So some of my other stuff is not fitting properly so I wanted to get something that was sexy and 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 great and so you 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 drop me off at the store and I'm like okay great and I start you know zooming around the aisles to try to make it as quick as possible and I'm like shit I need a different bra because the bra I'm wearing right now is not gonna you know the bra you got was amazing yes well (laughs) then my phone goes off and it's my husband not calling from a cell phone number that you know though yes calling from the liquor store number because as I got to the liquor store, and I'm sure everybody's had this moment in life, our car it has the key fob, so it's push to start. Push to start. And I apparently forgot to grab it from her. So I had the key with the battery in it in my purse together with Chris's cell phone because I must have like grabbed everything when we were in the center console and I was looking for my credit card and whatnot. So not only did he have to ask our favorite liquor store clerk <laughs> to use the phone, but I had to call a Lyft driver. <laughs> literally, like, she was, like, literally two minutes away, but, like, walking, it would have taken, like, a half hour or so. No, well, it was so, also freezing cold that day. That too, it was really cold. So I had one of those moments, and everybody has this. I pull in the liquor store parking lot. I go to hit the off button for the car, and it says no key. Which I'm surprised I didn't hear it when you got out and closed the door. Yeah, it makes it beeps. the beeping noise. So my hand is going towards the button and I see no key. And even though my brain says, no, no, my hand just kept going and hits the button. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck. So I literally check out with a few, like, I, I think I had like earrings and, and things like that. No outfit, right? Um, just, I didn't give you the proper time to walk around. Right. I found earrings, though. So that was great. So, um, I lift over to you and of course my lift driver is enjoying the whole story as to why she's dropping me off at the liquor store and pulls up right next to you. And finally I'm like, Jesus, I don't know if I'm going to have enough time. I'm going to have to either make, you know, what I have on work or whatnot. And you were like, babe, we will make, we got this. So we decided to go to another store that was a little bit closer to where the club right before you had to go over the bridge to Philly. So we stopped off in the Deptford area and we literally threw what I like to call a shopping Hail Mary and just put all of our eggs into this one store and thought, just prayed that I could find a bra. I mean, I'm a big chested girl. Like, it's difficult to find, the, you know, bras for me that are sexy like that. So we, you picked out the bra. I found the dress. 
Um, I had already packed. I had thrown in the car earlier that day, like different pairs of shoes that I th- figured were, you know, whatever. I knew I was probably going to wear black. I just love black. I think it's sexy when I go to the sex club. So I threw in like my glitter shoes and my boots and my knee highs and whatnot. I threw in like fishnet stockings and regular stockings. I'm sure the guys are listening to podcasts and are like, we don't care about this, but the girls will appreciate my that. Um, so finally, we are able to find this dress and it is sexy and it is short. And I'm like, wow, I'll wear my knee high, like fishnet stockings and my boots. And I hop in the back seat. You start driving over to Philly and before, oh, we totally forgot why we got delayed. For what? Because even though you're a Cowboys fan and I'm a Giants fan, we stopped off for dinner real uh, fast. That's right. We went to uh, <laughs> the village pub around the corner from us. And apparently we met the equipment manager for the Philadelphia Eagles. And even though we're not fans of the team, he was super cool. And he bought us shots and we bought him shots. And we just, we had a really good time. We actually ended up spending like an extra hour and a half extra there that we wanted to because he actually liked talking to us because we weren't like Eagles fans and being all like, oh my God, you know, he was showing us pictures of Carson Wentz because the day of the parade. No, Nick Foles. Oh, I'm sorry, Nick Falls. There we go. I'm God a, damn it. All about facts here, baby. All about um, facts. He was laying on the uh, the the floor of the locker the floor room. In the locker room, sleeping the morning of the parade. Because they had to be there at 6 a.m. And he had just arrived at like 5.30 in the morning from Disney. He took, you know, his kids and, and his wife yeah, and all to what Disney. What do you do when you win the Super Bowl? You, I'm going to Disney World. Exactly. <laughs> well, when you're the MVP. Right. So he was showing us pictures of that. He was showing us pictures of him him holding the, the trophy and kissing it. And I was like, you know, no offense, dude. You know, we, we totally said that the Eagles should have deserved that win because, you know. No, absolutely. And it was really like, it was cool. I mean, obviously, like, and I, I we actually told him the name of our podcast. So if he's listening, I don't mean there's any disrespect <laughs> at all. Like, it's not like he was a player or anything. He was just the equipment manager. But I don't know. It was just kind of it was unique and kind and kind of dope. I, I I got a little fangirl. I shot up, and I'm not even an Eagles fan. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah. So we got delayed a little bit because we definitely hung out there for like an hour and a half, or maybe close to two hours, and we weren't planning on doing that. Just supposed to be one drink and dinner that we well, would, you know, put some drink, food. But you know what I mean. I understand. You know what I meant. We supposed to have dinner there and then yes. go. Dinner so and go. I'm in the back seat getting dressed. You're doing a great job driving while I'm naked in the back seat, and you know I must crashed a few times. So we're not gonna <laughs> tell you that. So I also then hop in the front. I put my makeup on. I think I actually look pretty hot for pretty much getting done in a moving vehicle in a Nissan Altima. It's not like I was in like an SUV where I could move around in it. Okay. Um, well, you mean we don't have that Kardashian Range Rover <laughs> out front, outside? And every time we go to Saints and Sinners in Philly, we always have trouble finding it at first because of the way the parking is. You're technically parking underneath the overpass. And, but, of course, at Saints and Sinners, it doesn't have like a huge-ass sign. It <laughs> just has its number, that the, the address. So, so you we, mean there's no sign with a big ass arrow blinking pointing at it? Like it says Swingers yes. Club? No. <laughs> so finally we find it and, you know, we're getting ready. And the one thing I wish I could do, and I understand why, especially because we were helping to promote in a sense, I wish I could have just brought my cell phone in for like um, when we were in like the, when you check in and type of thing, like to do like a little whatever, even do like a, a tour where there was nobody around to show people. Yeah. But I get it because it's not necessarily for you to film 
people having sex. Well, they're, but some they're, people they're afraid of the. But some people don't want to be on camera that they're at a, a club exactly. like that. Exactly. So they're afraid that pictures like that will get out and it'll give them a very bad reputation. Right. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. And people will stop coming. Right. So, you know, we got there and we're checking in and we're, we're talking to them and, and they know who we are and stuff like that. We go upstairs and we drop off our our liquor in a sense and we get right up into one of the couch areas and i love that every part of saints and sinners makes you feel like you're in a vip section like you're always sitting on a couch with a, your own table in a sense i know I, I, I was gonna say something but i was letting you finish okay. i was done oh sorry okay. um no actually I, I completely agree with you it's very cozy and relaxing and comfortable um we uh, the very first one we went to was roleplay lounge in ac and there was like a dance floor and a bar, but surrounding the dance floor was like benches. Yeah. They were, they were like cushion benches, but this is like, there's couches and there's tables and you, every, every seat you do feel like you're like getting VIP service. Right. Which is cool. So, so I'm there, I'm in my, my little black dress and like my black leather jacket and you know, I, I'm feeling very sexy and you're looking fantastic and we're, we're having our drinks and we're conversating, you know, there's TVs are going, the DJ was fucking awesome, I loved him um, and we're, we're seeing, you know, the people are there and there's a decent crowd but I'm also, you could tell that it's newbie night a little bit because you could just see how shy people were to interact with each other you could it was literally separated with couples 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 it was also single guy night there were some single guys there and single girls can come in whenever um but it was definitely you know we're like we gotta get this going so there's actually a beer pong table set up which is so funny because it's set up as a as a nightclub and it's very classy and here's this beer beer pong table up on the the VIP section, and if you want to call it, so you and I go up there. We're like, let's just start playing some beer pong. Yeah, I don't care. I'm ready to just like <laughs> make a party of anything. Yeah. So we're like, yeah, all right. So let's go. Let's liven. Let's try to like liven it up as best we can. So we go over and we're just playing beer pong with each other, having a good time. And next thing you know, a very attractive couple, young couple, come up to us. And asked to play with us. Yeah, I think you and I only threw the ball like three or four times. And everyone was looking at us. It didn't take long. It didn't take long. It always takes one person to break the ice. That's why. Yeah. So they were pretty awesome. They came over and we we played against them. And we put up a good fight. But uh, it just wasn't in the cards for us, honey. So You know what? Sometimes (laughs) I was a few drinks in. Yeah. And the ball looked bigger than the hole. (laughs) Well, what's also funny is Chris kept, um, was really, there was this really, really really sexy girl in this silver sparkly dress and she was kind of sitting in the area where the ball it was behind it was basically behind us so when they overthrew the ball or bounced it would go behind us there was definitely a few times that you offered to go get the ball and i'm like hmm, i wonder where's chris at because you know it's 10 seconds 15 seconds looking back and you're sitting in her seat and she's giving you a lap dance and that didn't happen just once <laughs> yes um so i ran back to get the like this girl was beautiful um, she was gorgeous sexy outfit on oh yeah she looked amazing now <laughs> i don't know if you want to tell the rest of the story i will about her, i'm going to <laughs> let's just say the sexiness she had going probably lasted the first half hour of the club being open but that's beside the point so i go over and i go to pick up the ball and I'm for the hell of it. They like kind of were like 
chatting with me like oh oh um, we're sorry you know like we're sorry no you guys are good and i kind of just plopped my butt down on her seat and she just walked over and started giving me a lap dance so so every time the ball went over there chris was like i got it i decided <laughs> i might make a tradition of it yes so you know they win and he he asked me do you want to go down to the bar for a refill because he needed another one of his drinks and i was empty and so you and i took this as the opportunity to feel the other party out without it being a crowd you know without it being you know the other party there so you sat down the couch with her and i i went over to the bar with him and um he was he was my type you know but then i could tell that he was he loved the fact that you that you know you and I have done pegging before. He's very interested in trying that. So of course I was, you know, talking to him about it. But then when we came back up to sit with you guys, I got the vibe that she was not yet into it. Like not even just with us because they actually left the club entirely. Like shortly after after that, and I remember saying to you, I was like, "What did you say to her?" You were like, "Nothing." We talked about normal shit. We even talk about sex shit. No, she she was very chatty and very talkative and very nice, and she was very attractive. But I did get a very reserved feel from her. Very very reserved. Not saying that reserved people can't be there, but she was not. I felt like she was uncomfortable, and maybe maybe they were just there to observe. And now here you are interacting with a couple and. Right away, you got separated. You know what I mean? Maybe she wasn't in that. To our that. defense, they came up to us first. <laughs> they did, and he took me down to go get a drink, so I'm just saying. Exactly. <laughs> um, sometimes we go back to playing beer pong because we're like, all right, this is, you know, they're, they say goodbye. They're getting ready to leave, but we, you know, we're like, all right. So we go back to playing beer pong, and hello another couple comes right up to us right right as we start our games we're like all right let's we'll play with you too so moral of the story is if you want to attract people play beer pong yes make sure that the club has beer pong (laughs) um they were an awesome couple but it was one of those things where there was not attraction i was not attracted to him he he just you know it, it just it is what it is i mean he was a nice guy but it's what i've always said to people i I am attracted to so many different types of men. I'm attracted to your personality. I'm attracted to your outgoingness. But sometimes there just isn't attraction there. Just like I just recently posted a picture of myself on Twitter. And no, it was nothing to do with anything negative that anybody said to me in particular. I have been kind of mentoring and talking to these group of women who are interested in being the lifestyle. They're either wives or girlfriends. And they one of their biggest issues is they are afraid to get naked in front of somebody else that a hasn't seen them, you know, their significant other seen them naked for years, you know, or they want to go to a club, but they're afraid of what other people say. They're afraid that someone's going to laugh at them or they're going to be, you know, part of people's jokes or whatnot. So I figured, well, what the hell we've got 3000 followers now on Twitter. (laughs) Why not just throw my ass up there in some sexy black lingerie and everyone can see the fact that I, not that anybody hasn't seen it before. I just wanted to put a confident poster out there. Right. So, um, but I, still in my post, I said, I, you might not be attracted to me in that way physically. Yeah. You might like me as a person to talk to or friends, but it doesn't mean you have to fuck me, but you have to respect me. You have to be kind. And I can say that I think that there, we've recently encountered a lot more people who are kind in this lifestyle like when we're at the sex club i mean especially this most recent time so you know we kind of friendly parted ways there and i said yeah all right i gotta go to the bathroom you know it's time to break the seal here 
and uh, that so this, is so this is the infamous story and so that is when i met super hot girl in silver dress again <laughs> but this time she was in there and there was a crowd of like four girls there so i'm like what's going on they're like crowding around a stall well i had i had to pee so bad so the one girl's like oh here you go sweetheart this stall's open i'm like thank you and as i walk past i see girl in silver dress literally hanging her head over the toilet and I felt so bad so you know I I go to the bathroom come out wash my hands all that fun stuff and I any girl out there can can attest to this you make some of your best friends drunk in the bathroom at a bar with strangers I've never seen more of a girl rally than when there's a drunk girl in the bathroom who just needs some friends, but she has no friends. That girl came there with a guy and she went into the bathroom and she was just puking her brains out. She was swaying back and forth. You know, one girl's fixing her makeup. Another girl's getting her cold rag. I'm cheering her on, telling her to puke and rally. (laughs) I don't think I was as helpful as the other girls though, (laughs) but I was just trying to give words of encouragement. Okay. Um, And that's where you could tell that that girl you almost wonder because it was still so early on in the night if she went too hard too fast because she was nervous what time did we get there 10 so maybe it was a little bit later than i thought it, it might have been like 11 there's no fucking clocks in the sex so. club i don't know <laughs> it was definitely no later than 12 so that's still early because that club's open till four, so four yeah and it doesn't nobody normally even goes downstairs to the playrooms until 12 so nobody was down there yet and uh However, i'm surprised they didn't do the 12 o'clock thing they did last time we were there that was on a saturday though i wonder if they do that then uh, yeah maybe, maybe. But, yeah so my really hot she was latina too right yeah She's a Latin girl. Oh, she was gorgeous. Oh my God, yes. Even and throwing up, girl. That girl. Uh, I, this is why. This she is. She apparently how did up. not make it. Wait so. a minute. This is how fucked up I in my head. She's puking, and I'm cheering her on. I kind of look, and I go, "I'd still do you." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you're just being honest. Every, I mean, I made friends in the bathroom. All of us girls are like helping her out, and you know, we all high five each other. And I go, "All right, girls, I gotta go back out there." So I leave. And um, so then I got off to a good start, and we made some friends with some people, and yeah. we had a good time and whatnot. So, but now it's time <sighs> to go get one more drink, and then now it's time for the real fun judgment. Like, this is it. This is what you're here for. This is why you come. You don't come to sit on a couch and play beer pong. You don't. No, I mean, some people might come to make friends that are in the lifestyle. That, that's fine, but you don't come to sit on the couch and play beer pong. Oh, no. Because even then, I would say a good portion of people, even if they don't want to swap or whatever, they're there to watch as well. Right. So we head downstairs and what we always like to do, I mean, I have no problem being the first girl to take her clothes off, but well, we know I, that. I really wanted to watch. I was having a very voyeuristic yeah, we like, moment. Yeah. So we, we go over, talked about it. Yeah. We go over to the first window, which is the smaller room. Um, where you know there's the 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 leather beds in a sense and it's semi-private we call it because you only have one window and then the door so only a certain amount of people can see yeah it's not a big door right so saints and sinners actually has like three private rooms that actually have doors and no windows and then there's like two or three semi-private rooms then you have the orgy room you know it's crazy what I don't think I've ever seen the private rooms because I'm not looking for them. Because they're, they're on the right when you walk there. but <laughs> And then upstairs you have like the St. Anthony's Cross that you can be tied down to. And then there's other beds and stuff like that. But the, the main part is the – because it's three floors. And it's so weird how you set it up because like the very top floor is your lounge. 
So you have to walk yes, through the playrooms yes. to get to the lounge. Yeah, I've never actually seen them because I don't look for them because obviously oh. we gravitate right towards <laughs> the open rooms. Right. So we're kind of watching and we're watching. Um, we're watching everybody engaging and we're getting kind of hot and turned on. And we gravitate back over to the orgy room and there's only a few people in there and they're just doing the making out session. So you and I like to pace back and forth. We walk back and forth. So we're watching that. And then we when we came back around to the semi-private room, we were watching through the window and I kind of looked over at you and I was watching that. I was waiting for it because I saw the two people, two sets of couples were going at it. And then it's like they must have gave a signal and they all switched. But nobody was wearing a condom. Yes. I mean, if maybe they know each other. <laughs> yes. Maybe they're there together. Maybe they play all the time. Correct. Maybe they're comfortable they with that. They did all interact like they did, so that's fine. So, okay. So let's move on. I want everybody to remember that statement, yes. though. So let's, move, let's move on to the next uh, moment. <laughs> well, there was a guy behind me with his girl, and he kind of started chatting with me, and we were all kind of giggling. And you have to be very respectful when you're in these things. You don't want to laugh too loud or anything like that because you don't want anybody thinking that you're laughing at them. We were not – we weren't even talking about people having sex. We were talking about something else. We are giggling, being flirty, and he kind of starts, like, caressing on me and things of that nature, and uh, it was kind of hot. So I, I would hope so. I was leaning on the couch because there's, like, a couch that's up against the wall where that window is. And I was almost in like doggy style position. So he kind of started, I respected him because he started out on like my leg and then he was slowly riding up his hand to my ass to lift my skirt up. But he did it so slow and me and him were making eye contact that I know that if any moment I said no, he would have stopped and he kind of lifted up and he was like, so you like to be spanked? And I was like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Like. There goes vulgar Karen again. And he just started spanking me. And you were kind of sitting off there enjoying the view and the show a little bit. And he would kind of, you know, rub up on my hair a little bit, tug on it a little. And his girl was standing right there. And the problem I had with that was obviously she's right there and she's seeing it. She showed like no emotion. Yeah, no, that girl looked (laughs) disinterested completely. And I even, like, kind of, like, put my arm on her, like, to get, like, gauge her interest level. Yeah. And she showed no emotion, and I got the vibe that she really wasn't looking for anything like that. Um, it wasn't even just you, either. It's the fact that I felt like she either didn't know how to necessarily feel about what was going on at that moment, or she was just being there to be there. And I just got this vibe that I was like, oh. Let's go back over to the the orgy room and see what's going on there. So you know we we chatted and we told them we were going over to watch there, and they were like, "Oh yeah, well we're gonna come by over there." Um, so we walk over and they actually have bar stools there because there's like a downstairs bar there that's never ever in use when we're there. No, I've never seen it open. Right, but the bar stools are right there in front of the doorway. So you yes, and I that's the, that's the wider area. Um, the door's a little bit bigger. There is a window, but it's on the other side. It's by the other small yeah. room um, that you can look at. I think there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like got a more open vibe and feel. Now, it's the, the orgy room. but well, because of how many people you can fit. Yeah, that's how big it is. But it just also feels more open. Like the doorway feels more open. The hallway, well, it's not really a hallway, but the area to stand is more open. Hell, like you said, there's bar stools that look right into the room. Yes. That you can sit down and relax. Well, so we're sitting there and you and I... I think you and I are 
our game plan now at this point is if we find someone to play with, which play is starting to get hot and heavy now in the private rooms and stuff like that, you're seeing people going in and out of them. And I think you and I had the impression that, all right, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to watch. And then you and I are going to play together, you know, whether we go upstairs onto the, cause I love that St. Anthony cross, <laughs> um, whether we do that well, we or did, whatnot, I was up there at some point, we said, but, but, um, I'm sitting there, you and I are, are like, I have my legs wrapped around you and I, I got it. My dress is hiked up a little bit and we're watching the swap and we're watching the swap of the couple who they played beer pong the second time and I wasn't, I wasn't really attracted to him. They were swapping with another couple. Well, the, we're just going to call it the boyfriend, the boyfriend of the couple they were swapping with. You could tell the difference in the two men. The, the guy who we played beer pong with was very attentive to the, the, that girlfriend. He was going down on her. He, he was taking his time. Like 20 minutes. Oh my God. She like. was loving it. And then poor girlfriend on the other side is being like, she's not being forced, but she's given a blowjob. And that guy looked over at me and he goes, as we're watching, as we're watching, he goes, we're just going to sit there and stare. You're not going to come in and join. And that is the worst thing you can say at a club because some people are there just to watch. Absolutely. And on top of that, dude, you already have one mouth on your dick. Like, why don't you go down on that girl that's doing all this work for you? And then maybe the person that you're talking to will say, oh, okay, why not? It was so hard not to just start to educate that man. But I'm like, nope, it's fine. And then I kind of got up, like, what, like 10 minutes later, and we're just kind of, like, standing in the doorway. Yeah, we were standing right and next to the doorway. And he says it again. He was like, you just going to stand there, sexy thing? For, <sighs> she was still all, going down on him, right? I think they were kind of, he, yeah, yeah, because she was. Because didn't he ask for your mouth as well? No, I don't. I thought did he? you said he. I, I couldn't hear. I thought you said that he was like, "You want you help her or something like that." <gasps> he did. Yes, he was like, "Why don't you come over here and help?" And I just wanted to be like, "Oh man!" Now, first of all, that at least he asked consent and permission, so I will give sure, him that. Why don't you okay, bend over and I'll help you. <laughs> so somehow, I start talking. And you and I are like engaging in like some like we start having like a makeout session because I'm like, I got to get away from this dude. Like this dude is just annoying me with how selfish he's being right now. So um, you and I are like heavily making out against the, the wall. And I t- still don't remember how I got myself into the situation I did, which was a positive one. So I don't want it sounds bad. Um, I don't know how you did either because you were like. I think I want it. You in your head, you're like, I really want. I think I, think I want to go in there. Yes. And I said, okay, babe. I said, you were like, here, can you refill my drink? though? it'll not that it'll help, but I just want like another drink, and then I'm gonna do it. Yes. And, and so I go to the bar to get your drink. Right. And meanwhile, the guy who I wasn't really attracted to, um, the conversation of spanking got brought up and of course i was like i volunteer as tribute <laughs> you know i want to be spanked yes and the guy took off my panties for me and i assumed the position and it turned into um people spanking me like the guys were spanking me well then comes up this much older guy and his we had seen the wife and him come in earlier that day and they were just sitting at the bar the entire time well they brought a paddle and a flogger with them. And he kind of pulls me up a little bit and he goes, he knew he recognized us. And he was like, look, if you want to do this, if you want to do this whole submissive thing where people get to take turns paddling you, whipping you, spanking you, whatever, 
I, he, he said, I'm a professional dom. And he goes, I can make sure that, you know, they're doing it kind of in the right way that they're alternating cheeks and that you're okay. And I was like, shit, this is all, this has been my, this is the thing I want to start experimenting with BDSM. So well, it was here, nice that somebody was looking out for you since I was stuck at well, a bar. Well, so while all this is, while me, while I'm having this whole contract exchange with the dom, Chris is still upstairs and has no idea what has been decided upon. Last thing I knew is that you wanted your drink and then you were going to go in. Well, so Chris comes down and he's looking for me, but there's this line of people and this group has formed like viewing, right? It was from when I looked over, there was a decent amount of people in the doorway um, and some people were even sitting about, in it. Like five or six people in the room with you. Yeah. Like four of them were Taking turns, we'll say. Yeah. Um, and then outside of the doorway, there was at least eight to ten people because I kind of walked over. I looked in. I go, oh, there's my wife. <laughs> um, okay. And I, I said, do you mind if I stand right here instead so I can watch? Yeah. Well, they, they were like, oh, of course, of course. So they let you go in there. And they were taking pa- the paddle to me, the flogger to me. And I will tell you, it was it was painful. But it was a good pain. Like, in no way did I feel like it was not pleasurable or else I would have stopped. Like, the guy even said, every so couple spanks or paddling, he would lean down. He'd be like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah. He would rub my ass a little bit in between. And then, you know, he made sure that they were alternating. However, we did learn, though. Someone didn't alternate. Someone, or he must have been paying attention to everyone because my right... I posted on Twitter. Yeah, you're right. My right ass cheek was... Way more bruised than the left one. Right. Um, so finally, and he kept saying, do you want it harder? And I was like, harder, harder, harder. Someone did it, I guess to my limit because I was done after that one. I was like, okay, limit reach done. And, uh, I got up and I even went to, you had my drink on the bar over there. So I, my drink got well, left I, I, there. I walked in the room. Yeah, but um, because I picked up your panties to put in my pocket, right? And then I was like, "Oh shit, my drink was left unattended." That's a big no-no. So I went. I I was like, "Babe, let's go upstairs and get and get another drink or whatnot." And you grabbed my panties for me, and everyone seemed so disappointed that I was leaving. But I was literally in there getting spanked for a good twenty minutes, fifteen minutes. Yeah, fifteen. Again, sense of time when you're drinking and at the club, there's no sense of time. So we we're on our way up to go get um our drinks and we stop at the second floor and of course I had to take assume my position on the on the uh the cross there and uh you know you and I started like there was nobody up there on the second floor no that room was empty and you and I started making out and then that's when you bent me over and uh you were like holy shit babe your ass is all red and has marks you're like I won't slap you and you pounded me from behind. Yeah, which I, I felt bad because I felt like I was smacking into you every time. It's okay. <laughs> but like still, nobody even came up. Like everyone was no, downstairs. No, I mean, normally we don't, we don't mind being watched and we're not in a private room or anything. It just so happens that we were in that room because you like to cross and the fuck around with it. <laughs> and you were like, oh my God, I want to get, I want to fuck you right now. So I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. And we just kind of did it. And like. We had no spectators for the first time ever. Ever, yeah. <laughs> so then the fir- so then we go upstairs and um, we finally get the drink and it's like that kind of like that after sex cocktail, whatever. And there's the dom and his wife and she was like, "Sweetheart, you did such an amazing job. Was that your first time in like a submissive like you know part?" I'm like, "Well, I've done other things submissive wise. You know, you and I have our own flogger and shit like that, but you're not 
a dom dom like I've been looking for um, in that aspect. And we've al- we've already agreed on that. Like you have your dominant moments, but I truly wanted to try other things in the BDSM no, I mean, lifestyle. I, I have I I my dominant moments are like I like spanking you and I like hitting you with our flogger. Um, I prefer to bend you over in a more dominant position and pound you. Right. Um, and what guy doesn't like a, an amazing face fucking blowjob? So. Yeah. Well, so then I'm, he, cause it's a little bit more obviously well lit in the, uh, in the bar area. And he was showing me like the flogger and the different things. And he was like, you did so good. He was like, if you guys keep coming back here, I'll be more than happy to be your dom. And right. I'm like, and, <laughs> even, and even though I felt bad, as taken. I, <laughs> and even though I felt bad as I was pounding her, um, that I was smacking into her, I guess drunk me at the time. Cause I, we were lifting home. I was pretty much feeling right. really good. Was like, Oh, let me try. And he gave it to me. And I just gave you one good whack on the ass. And you're like, ah, right. Now, remember the whole statement I made about the no condom use? Yes. So when when I originally, uh, when, before you came up or came down with the drinks, before it was determined that I was going to be spanked, I was in that room and I was determined that I was going to do something in there. It wasn't that I just went in there to be spanked. I went in there thinking I was going to either go down on someone or get fucked or whatnot. I had three offers, three, count them three, of people that I was like, okay, yeah, absolutely. At this point, you're thinking <laughs> severe fantasy, hot wife, cuckold, gangbang fulfillment right now. You're like, he's going to come back. Right. Now, these three guys did not know each other. I could tell because they came at me at different intervals while I was sitting on the couch on the inside. Yes. Do you want to know why? Well, you know why. I'm going to tell our listeners. I know Do you want why. to know why I did not get fucked by a stranger that night? Because all three strangers did not ha- want to wear a condom. When did this become a trend? Um, because now I'm thinking back to the, 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 the sets of couples that were playing in that room and they weren't wearing them. And fucking Saints and Sinners has a whole fucking bowl of them. Like, you don't have to bring one. They are provided for you. <laughs> um, if I can say that, remember, you get a lot of cream pie offers. So it's always been a thing. It really is. And it shouldn't be because no offense, I like my life and you <laughs> like your life. And we got kids. And if I ever, if anything ever happened to me with my, with my kids, I'd be pissed off at myself. Well, I can understand doing the cream pie fantasy with someone that I know. Yes. Someone, someone that I've been playing with, with for a while. A consistent partner. I literally, the first words you said to me were, oh my God, you are so sexy. And I'm like, well, thank you. And you're like, I would love to fuck you. And I'm like, well, I would love to fuck you. How do you want to do it? Oh, do you have the condom? I don't wear condoms. I don't like it. Uh, it de- this was one excuse. It desensitizes me. Well, good. Maybe they'll fuck, maybe they'll <laughs> fuck me longer in two minutes. And second of all, it doesn't matter. They always break with me anyway. That's still not the point, dude. Okay. I mean, it's the point, but it's not like the. I, I mean, I, shit. I'm I just know, saying. I didn't know that part. <laughs> I'm just saying. Must and the third one, I, I don't think he actually gave one, but that's when I got very annoyed. Like, I was actually, you saw, I was getting annoyed. And that's when the one guy was like, I would just love to spank your ass. I'm like, all right, sure, finally, at least someone is talking my language. And. You know, we'll go from there. Yeah, I mean, it's I. You know what? It's it's a shame because we're um we went to the bar the next day. We went to multiple bars the next day <laughs> for Saturday fun day. Um, and I and I, I feel like I came up with some good jokes about it, 
And I can't remember them because we were, it was like, oh man, yeah. Um, and I just don't get it. Like, I, I don't understand like why you'd want to take that chance. I mean, what if my wife, which she doesn't, we've made that clear with some certain people had something that she gave. You don't want that. Wear a condom. Wear a condom. Well, I can definitely tell you that the one guy that offered it to me was douchebag dude that. Oh, I, I wasn't actually, me. yeah, well, he was the last guy and I, I, he was, I was attracted to him, but then it was also, it's very dimly lit lighting when you're in, when you're in that area. So at first I was like, oh, wait a minute. I was like, that's that guy. But okay. Good thing. I didn't sleep with douchebag dude because he anyway, didn't have a condom because I almost, I didn't want to give that guy the satisfaction because I felt like he was being very selfish, but we also don't know what they might have talked about. They might have had a discussion. Maybe that was what they're into. Maybe, but I don't know. I try not to judge anybody uh, because the, the I don't know. The fact that you didn't want to wear a condom either just really tells me you're The number there. one rule when you're fucking Karen is wear a condom. I mean, that's... It, it, I, but we were at a sex club environment. And this is nothing on saints and sinners. These are people, individuals. And these were people of different ages. I came and say it was like a younger generation or anything like that. Is this generation of the whole cream pie and, you know, the whole I want to get you pregnant fantasy and all that? Is this something that is now going to overwhelm sex clubs all over? It's not that. Because now maybe I think clubs should maybe take a little bit of precautionary tale, whether maybe putting something about the importance of STD testing and mm. condom wearing on their website or something Maybe, like that. But I'm guessing whatever you sign when you go in, Oh, help eliminates any not issue saying, for no, them. No, no, I'm not saying that the liability comes on them. I just think that maybe, maybe no one wants to think about. You put condoms out. I mean, what more you do don't you want to, this is true. I'm not saying it's their fault. I, it has nothing to do. Trust me. It's, they're not the ones making the decision. These people are people that you won't be able to change anyway. So this is true. So I was just very, very amazed, but I will say it was still a very successful sex club trip because I woke up the next morning. It was a lot of fun. And, and I different. went to get up out of bed and I was like, Oh my God. God. And what's so funny is we looked at my ass that morning and it was just even more red. You could see the markings. You could see like the where the paddle marks were. And I went to get up off the bar stool and I said, babe, babe, this is this hurting. And you were like, well, babe, it's already red. And I remember going, well, can you like when we went out into the car to go to the next place we were going to, I rolled over and I kind of pulled my pants down and you were like, holy shit. You were black and blue. It was black and blue. and But it was so much fun. And I, I remember talking to that Dom because the Dom even gave me aftercare instructions. He said, you're going to want to ice it, you know. Um, it's a bruise. He said, but some people, it's, <laughs> but some people, that's a hard limit for them is they don't want to be bruised. Some people bruising is part of the kink. Like oh. they want to be bruised. Yeah, Everybody's different. Everybody has their limitations and yours are, you're okay with some bruising. Um, cause pain is pleasure for you. Yes. Now so. you have your limits. You, you found your limit. Someone came in and walloped on a bruisey part or already starting to bruise part. You're like, yep, I'm good. Yes. That was amazing. Thank well, you, boys. When we posted that picture, female, I was a little, female. there was a female. Yeah. I think it was the wife. Yeah. It was the wife. But when we posted that picture, I felt like some of the people at first were like, oh my God, like how could this be pleasurable? But then after I explained it to them, I was like, 
you don't understand. First of all, it's just a bruise. It's not like it was on one day. And also, it's your ass. If I'm going to get bruised, my ass is, is a, it's not a small ass, all right? So there's plenty of cushion there to take the paddling, okay? So I was good. But no, so that was our our saints and sinners. And I, God, we've had so much going on that we're like backlogged on our thing. But tomorrow, you and I actually have, which will probably be today when our listeners listen to it, um, I'll just say Tuesday. I am very excited because I have a date with Anaconda. That's why I call him because I don't give out his real name. Um, And it's going to be a really awesome like hot wife bull type of date. Um, He's in the area. We were supposed to have a date like what? last month and a massive blizzard ruined it like three weeks ago yeah like um and is, he, are you allowed to say that i didn't know he was okay with that anaconda yeah oh i've said oh, it okay. before all right he likes it okay besides he's gonna like it anyway i'll tell him to <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry who's the sub and who's the dom um well he is he's bringing his uh dom kit his like bdsm starter kit so it's, it's going to be a good time. But you also have a date while I'm on my date. Yeah, I figured um, since we um, I know like I know that you're going to you're going to hook me up with some cuckolding this and to be very exciting. Um, they do come at sporadic times and I'm like, well, I'm bored in a sense, <laughs> like not bored like that. Like I want to find something to do. We have no kids. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I was talking to this girl. Her name is Ashley. And I was like, uh, well, do you want to grab drinks? My wife's going out. Oh, no, she's not doing. Oh, crap. We can't say that. Why? She. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Yes, that's it. And I said, my, I'm sorry. I'm so confused myself. I was thinking about making it rain again because that was one of the jokes. Oh. And, <laughs> yes. And I told her You've that. You've got my, so many girls that you're talking to right now that. And I and told they, her that my, my wife was going out and I asked her if she wanted to grab some drinks and she was like, yeah. And this is a unicorn because she's totally cool with, with obviously us being married and she's bisexual. And so, but she, you know, she wants to meet you and everything like that. So. Yeah, it's a perfect time to it's go. It's kind of hot. I'll be like, hmm, I'm a, on my date and I'll be wondering what you're doing. Um, hopefully something fun. <laughs> I also want to give a shout out, though, also to Dave from Australia, who's on Snapchat, who is a huge fan of lifestyle podcasts. He listens to all the big ones. And apparently he's binge watching us right now because he definitely Snapchatted me the other day about um, I, I did the episode where my nipples got pierced. And obviously, there's been some pictures where you can tell that they're no longer pierced. Yeah, we're gonna get that. We're gonna fixed. we're gonna get that fixed ASAP. But I mean, we've got strip club this weekend. We've got dates tomorrow we're with definitely the cuckold going back hot wife. Club too. We're definitely going back to the club. I mean, it's we're trying to get in as much as we can because pretty soon travel baseball season starts. <laughs> Uh, travel baseball season and then everything else that comes up in the sense like we're traveling for two clubs in the summertime yeah so let's i now i have the dates for that well at least the one june 1st we're gonna be at taboo uh in maryland it's like columbia maryland yeah um we're going to be there and it's gonna be fucking awesome i'm excited to check that out and review it and meet them and they're graciously having us no it's not, i can't wait it sounds like a good time and then on august 10th we are going to be at one of club euphoria's 
um it's their it's it's oh my god i just lost it it's like the phone party it's their phone party thank you it's their phone party so we're gonna put the actual address out that we're gonna be with them uh i'm sure it'll be all over twitter at some point june 9th we are going to be in the philadelphia um pride parade uh, we are going to be representing uh, my work that, and and also swinging along. They're partnering up with our podcast, and we're going to be you know giving out some fun fun goodies and uh, come down to the Pride Parade. I mean, I'm sure we'll be promoting that. It's still yeah, seven months area, away. Or, I'm sorry, you know, five months away. <laughs> if you're in the area. Come have a good time with us. Yeah, or, or a good time. And then um, we're going to be obviously down in Atlantic City for your birthday in July, and then we're also going to go. S- uh, see the Naked Relationship yes, podcast. Yes, hang out with them for my birthday as well. We have so much traveling coming up. So much. Yeah, and I'm sure other things are going to pop up because we're just people that like to get out and have a good well, time. Well, we're also making our way up in August to, it's a different August date, I have to get that date, to the Couples Choice. We're going to be up there um, for their wet t-shirt contest and pole dancing contest no, that's right. you said I get to judge <laughs> I'm so excited for this if anybody hasn't seen the movie Las Vegas I'm so excited for something like this speaking of Vegas yeah, we're supposed to do this in May we are going to be in Vegas in May as long as everything goes to plan and we would love for anybody of our listeners we're actually going to hold uh, we're going to copy off the Priory Society for a little bit now because we're going to um, actually hold a like a I want to call a meet and greet. We're just gonna have a party yes, in our I, in our hotel room. I don't call things meet and greets. I'm gonna tell you when I'm at the bar, and if you want to come hang out with us at the bar, we'll be at the bar. And we're gonna tell you where our our room is on that during that time. If you want to come hang out with us in our room, come hang out with us. We'll have drinks and we'll yeah. have a good time. I don't like to label things because I'm different. I know you do, and it's okay. You're cute. <laughs> um, I just to me, it's like listen. You want to come out and have a good time? You know where to find us at all times. There's not a time that goes by. This one is not Snapchatting where we are. Yes. And we will be down in New Orleans um, for the Naughty and Nolans. The problem is, is that we've actually gotten some questions asked if we're going to be part of, I guess there's a podcast or meet and greet. Um, that is a privately done meet and greet. I don't think that that is the one that's actually run by uh, the actual Naughty and Nolans, like, you know, party planners. It's a private one. Um, we are we have not been asked to be a part of that one. So we're going to, I think, do our own. I think we're going to wing it. So, yeah, so we'll keep everybody up to date, and we're getting our website worked on, so we'll have all these dates and everything out there and the information shared on there. So hopefully the website will be up and running. You did everything because uh, the Naked Relationship Podcast is actually uh, helping us with our website. So Yes, he's getting that all up and running for us. going to have to pay him in blowjobs, which I really don't mind. I'm sure he won't <laughs> mind either. So, guys, if you have any emails or anything you want to comment, stories, questions, anything you want to share with us, feel free to email us at swinging along 69 at gmail.com you can add us on snapchat at swinging along you can follow us on twitter at swinging along 69 and you can also follow us on instagram at swinging along podcast which has not been shut down yet 
I know. Yay. And we're at 1,500 followers. I think 16 now, right? 1,500 followers. Almost 1,600. We're almost at 3,100 followers on Twitter. I know. Guys. We're so thankful We cannot thank you guys enough. I know that it's been a little rocky with the past couple weeks with sickness. And trust me, we had this whole podcast planned out. And then we like to talk about our experiences right when they happen because it's so fresh in your mind that... Exactly. I forgot my jokes. <laughs> he forgot his jokes, but um, uh, we'll be podcasting what happens on our sexy dates. Uh, yeah, I for, think we're going to definitely podcast next Sunday. For uh, this Tuesday, and then also have our weekend ends up. So exactly. until then, guys. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.